Well, welcome into the latest edition of College Basketball Coast to Coast as we come your way in the aftermath of a Big South championship win by the UNC Asheville Bulldogs as they came back from 14 points down to defeat the valiant upstart Campbell Camel 77-73 in the Sunday afternoon 2023 title game in Charlotte, North Carolina. I am merely TJ Reeves. My analyst on the game broadcast, one Jason Powers. And uh, Jason, you're now with me here on College Basketball Coast to Coast, the podcast, the show that's streaming on the TuneIn channel, et cetera, after this uh, broadcast that we have just concluded. And the one seed in the tournament, the best team in the conference with the best player in the conference, seven-footer Drew Pember. Boy, they really got tested, but they showed what they were made of late in this game. So we begin kind of a weekend conversation with them there in the NCAA tournament. They were in big trouble at about the eight-minute mark, down 14. They were, you know, Campbell was making everything. The key, in my opinion, to the turnaround was on the defensive end. We talked about it during the broadcast. They had to play better on the defensive end, finish the possession. They were giving up way too many offensive rebounds. And in combination with Tayshawn Jones just getting scorching hot the last seven, eight minutes of the game, and the pedigree of them being the best team in that league, and I think maybe a little fatigue uh, set in on Campbell as well. What a performance by UNC Asheville the last eight minutes of that game. And again, Pember is a transfer from the University of Tennessee, the leading player in the conference at 31 in the semifinal, 29 in the championship game. So an automatic bid for UNC Asheville. But Tejon Jones, back to him, a fifth-year player from Oak Ridge, Tennessee, uh, who made every big shot that they had to have, five made threes in the second half, three of them in the final four minutes, one of them the eventual game winner. Better than me just telling you about what happened. Let's go back to the call inside the Bojangles Arena. Here was the big moment and the big three from Jones to give Asheville the lead for good. Ricky Clements left-handed free throw for a two-point lead for the upstart Camels, the seventh seed. Bends the knees, free throw, no, rebound tipped, and it's taken down by Asheville. They can take the lead. A minute to go. They get it to Burgess, back to Jones, fires three, hits! Take Sean Jones money. So that shot again capped off the big run, the 14-point comeback keyed by a 12-2 run, 7-0 at the end, and UNC Asheville going to the NCAA tournament because of that. So again, in the recap mode here, why did the one seed get it done? Again, we talked about, again, that we talked about Tayshawn Jones is the, is the all-time league scorer in school. We all talk Pember, but Tayshawn, Tayshawn Jones is the second option. you got to have a second option. Pember did his 29 and all that good stuff. That's great. It was kind of a quiet 29. He had some big moments, but without Jones' big threes, Asheville's going home and Campbell's going on to the NCAA tournament. First appearance since 2016 for, for the Bulldogs. Let's stay current. Let's stay in the present. After this game was over with on this live tune-in uh, broadcast that we did from Charlotte in the Bojangles Arena just outside of downtown Charlotte, you spoke with Tejon Jones about that big moment and about how things uh, unfolded and his big shots and going to the NCAA tournament. So let's go to that conversation right now. We are here with Tejon Jones, the impact player of the second half for the 2023 Big South champions. How does that feel, man? Man, it feels amazing. Uh, it's, I'm just at a big loss for words. And I don't even know what to say. I just I feel great. Man. Talk about your journey. You're, you've been here a long time. You've been here since day one. You had the best team in the league all year. 
You had some adversity today, down 14. What you got? What were you guys talking about in the huddle between timeouts? Uh, every timeout, we just say, "Hey, let's stick together," because we we've came back from uh, deficits like that all year. You know, um, it's just staying connected. That's what, that's the word we use uh, as a team. So we just stay connected until the just let it all out until the clock is off. Let's let's get to your performance. 19 huge points in the second half. You struggled shooting the ball in the first half. You, they needed every one of those threes. Talk about the confidence you feel. You're the all-time leading scorer, best three-point shooter in school history. Just talk about the confidence you feel taking those big shots. Uh, once you know, one, for a shooter, once you see one go in, the rim just opens up. So once I hit one, I was just going to be aggressive until the end of the game. So that's really what the confidence came from. I mean, even though when I wasn't hitting shots in the first half, I stayed confident. You know, so it's one, once that one went in, it, it felt great. So. Couple more. How cool is it gonna be next Sunday to watch your name post up on Selection Sunday? Who knows where you're gonna go, what seed you're gonna be, but you know you're gonna be in the big dance. Uh, it's gonna be uh, cool. You know, I, uh, my freshman, year, true freshman year when uh, Coach McDevitt was there, we did the NIT, we did the little selection. That was cool, but this one's gonna be better. You know, it's actually a big dance, so it's gonna be really cool. You got a, you got a team you want to play? I don't care. I just want to play somebody. <laughs> well, congratulations! 24 huge points. Tayshawn Jones. The NC Asheville Bulldogs are heading to the big dance. See you in Selection Sunday. See you. Thank you. Again, a fifth-year player there. Tremendous job by him and, uh, and by his teammates, Drew Pember, with 29. Tejon Jones, again, had, what, another 24. They were the two-headed monster at the end here for the 14-point comeback. And this is a team that's come a long way to make its way back to being regular season champs and go to the NCAA tournament. 2016, it was the last appearance for Asheville in the tournament. Coach Morell's taken over five years ago. In year one, they lose in this tournament by 47. Mm. They go from 47 five years ago to being winning the regular season by four games, struggling mightily here today, but give them credit, the veteran leadership, the camaraderie, the culture he's built over the last five years, I think was a major factor in getting them over the hump here. Well, and again, Morell's a former Shaka Smart disciple at Texas and before that at Virginia Commonwealth. He's been the coach here, as you mentioned, for five seasons. They go into the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2016. And again, uh, we keep bringing this up. Asheville, the regular season champs, they've won 27 games, the most ever in the, uh, in the school's history. And now will they be a 16 seed against maybe somebody like an Alabama or a Houston? Might they be a 15 seed, Jason Powers, against a two seed? The biggest thing is they know they're in the tournament. Yeah, absolutely. And the joys of this sport is seeing your name come up on the board next Sunday night for Selection Sunday. You know, they're going to have a party. Tayshawn was telling me they're going to have a get-together. They knew they were in the NIT. Yeah, that's great. But this is what these guys play basketball for to get an opportunity to play on the big stage, whether it's in Sacramento at the, in the West region, Birmingham, Orlando, wherever it is. They like to. They know they're gonna. Their, their name's coming up next Sunday. They night. will see it somewhere around the 15 or 16 yep. mark uh, in this tournament. Maybe it's in Greensboro, yep. only a couple of hours from here in North Carolina. Maybe it's Orlando in our state in Florida. Uh, we shall see what happens with the UNC Asheville Bulldogs. All right, so that's only part of our weekend here on college basketball coast to coast. The regular season is obviously. Uh, winding down in the major conferences. They're about to have championship week this week. We're excited about that. We saw some college, uh, small conference uh, March mayhem on the first weekend of March, including Southeast Missouri State winning an incredible final game in the Ohio Valley Conference with Tennessee Tech. Yes. Tennessee Tech tying the game. Looked like they had won the game with a three-pointer uh, at the very end on a, on a length of the floor pass and a, and a desperation shot. 
only to find out under review, under replay review, it's a two, not a three. Now we got to go to overtime, which they do, and Southeast Missouri State punched their ticket and got into the NCAA tournament as well out of the Ohio Valley Conference. We dang near had two teams with Campbell and Tennessee Tech winning their conference tournament as seven seeds oh. and would have had a, at best a 500 record going into the tournament. Again, give the, give the upper-seeded teams, Southeast Missouri and Asheville, credit. But you're right, drama, drama, and you're going to see more of this in these little, in these non-Power 5 tournaments, and you're going to see some dramatic fin finishes in the Power 5 tournaments where teams like North Carolina, they need to win some games. They're, they lost to Duke over the weekend. They're not in the tournament yet, I don't think. You don't think so. Let's pick it up right there because we're here in – uh, North Carolina. We're on Tobacco Road a couple of hours in Charlotte, but they, they were buzzing everywhere about Duke Carolina, right not? And that and that huge rivalry. Duke wins in Chapel Hill. So John Shire's first year as the coach, the former national champion player, he sweeps North Carolina. He beats them in Chapel Hill. And you just to repeat, you believe right now North Carolina has not done enough to get in, even in the first four. I don't. I think they have to win it. I think they need to win two conference games in the ACC. A lot of people think they have to win the conference. I don't think they do. I think if they beat Virginia, they just who they beat a couple of weeks ago, I think they'll have a great chance to get in. I don't think they're – I mean, you're right. Carolina might get in as the first four because of the name and the yes, brand. Because Tuesday night in Dayton on TNT or on True TV or whatever channel it's on that <laughs> night, that's huge ratings if you're, if you're a college basketball selection committee member. But if you honestly look at their resume, they probably don't deserve to be in today. All right. Uh, again, it's a, it's a late resume that has a win over Virginia. Maybe they get an important win, and this is not what I asked you. Maybe they get an important win. It would be Virginia in their second game on the neutral floor in Greensboro. If they get that again, that's probably more than enough. I think it's enough right now. We'll see because it's North Carolina. All right, going over this for a couple of other uh, moments. Again, automatic bids are still going out on Sunday as you and I are taping on Monday night. Will Tuesday night be on this channel for the Horizon League Championship? The top two teams are Youngstown State and Cleveland State. They're in the semifinals Monday night. We'll see who's in the title game Tuesday night for that matchup uh, in Indianapolis for the Horizon League. Um, Can I borrow some one, Sky Miles? Because I know you're going to be on the airplane a bunch this week. I will be on the, on the plane a bunch, and it's fun <laughs> to do these with the automatic bids, and we'll see who goes where out of the Horizon League in this game. Youngstown State Penguins, yes. Cleveland State Vikings, uh, Northern Kentucky Norse. Who gets in to the NCAA tournament? We're going to find out on that. couple of uh, power conference takes. Let's talk about the SEC. We saw Kentucky off the weekend beat up on Arkansas. So they rebounded off the loss to Vanderbilt with a very impressive performance. My namesake, Reeves, had the outstanding yes. shooting game. They've got Oscar Shibway. All right, so Kentucky is Kentucky's firmly in. Uh, but Our, a lot Al of people Auburn were, got in yesterday probably by beating, beating Tennessee. Tennessee. What do we make, though, just real quick of Kentucky, uh, who beat Auburn a week ago? What, how dangerous of a team are they, and are they going to be around a 12 seed, something like that, possibly 11 seed, 12 seed, maybe something like that? I think they're going to be probably a 9 or a 10 at, low, really? at the low because they have the talent. you got Shibway, you got you got Reeves. They've not played well as a cohesive unit most of the year, but they have played much better the last month. They've, I know they lost the game at home against Vanderbilt, but they've had some big wins. They went to Tennessee and won. They pounded Auburn. They, you know, uh, so I don't think they can – I, no more than a Sweet 16 appearance. I don't think they're getting any far. But they could potentially 
Would you want if you're if would you want to see Kentucky as a two seed if you're an eight or a nine? Probably not. I mean, well, yeah, or a seven or a ten right, or right. one of those, a ten right. seed, one of those. Uh, and, and we wondered how much did that damage Arkansas's at large hopes. Uh, you mentioned Auburn probably put themselves in. They already had a couple of other wins. Mississippi State maybe. Are they gonna Are they gonna be in? Or, or not. How about Vanderbilt winning late? Don't have enough of a resume yet, but if they go to the neutral floor in Nashville, cross town, not yep. in their gym, yep. but in the Bridgestone Arena downtown, and they win a significant game or two, yep. Jerry Stackhouse's team yes. has won, I believe, eight of their final nine. And the and one they lost was LSU. Yeah, hard to believe on that. And they got a couple of quality wins over Tennessee and Kentucky mm -hmm. in the right. group. Uh, for that. All right, let's talk. Uh, we also uh, led into the weekend talking a little Pac-12 and a little Western basketball. We now know that UCLA avenged their loss against Arizona, looked very impressive at Pauley Pavilion. Yep. They did suffer an injury late in that game that may be a factor. It's not Jaquez or Tiger Campbell, the point guard, but UCLA, we, we probably have not talked enough about them the last month or so with veteran players. It'll be interesting to see, are they going to be a two-seed they come in as the top team in the Pac-12 conference tournament. Just give me a thought on on that as they avenge their loss to Arizona. Saturday Seems night. like Hawkes and Tiger Campbell have been at UCLA for 100 years. Right. I mean, they are veterans. What they are, though, they know how to win tournament games. Mick Cronin is an excellent tournament coach. You got a veteran guy in Hawkes who, and here's the other thing, they know how to grind out games. They're excellent at grinding out these slower-paced NCAA tournament games that don't tend to be up and down, that's the way they like to play. And I think the I think with Campbell, Jaquez, I think they're going to at least get to the Sweet 16. They're, they will be a threat to get to the Final Four. We'll see what the injury status is with the guy that got hurt. Right. Not sure they played a great conference other than Arizona. Not a great conference in the Pac-12, so we'll see kind of what, you know, what the draw is. And Arizona State didn't win any of the games, the two games in California that yeah. they really could have used. They lost to, to UCLA on uh, Thursday night by 18. USC narrowly beat them on Saturday night. Narrowly beat them doesn't matter. Uh, they need the wins. Bob and Hurley might be in trouble there at Arizona State. Bobby, Bobby Hurley needs to get a win, maybe two, at the Pac-12 Tournament of Significance to help their at-large case out of that conference. USC safely in yes. probably now. I would say safely yes, in. Probably not even in the first four. I agree. With, uh, with a late season win over, over USC to help validate things uh, for them. Also, the uh, Mountain West is very interesting at the end of the year with San Diego State uh, because they've clinched the league late night Saturday night as you and I do this and we release college basketball coast to coast. TJ Reeves and Jason Powers with you, by we the might way. Have been, we might have been up late Saturday night watching a lot we of were, that too. We were up late. <laughs> we couldn't watch everything. We had to be up for the for the uh, Big South Championship yeah. game here. But in the Mountain West, uh, the San Diego State Aztecs are the number one seed. They were winners on Saturday night over Wyoming. They won decisively, but the, the big news is a couple of other wins where Utah State that may or may not have been in the tournament, Utah State beat Boise State to finish mm -hmm. the regular season at 13-5. and five. That's their first quad one win for right. Utah State. It probably puts them in. Nevada is the question mark team. The metrics are good. The net is good, but two late season losses at Wyoming and to UNLV, which had been faltering at home, UNLV was 6-11 and in the conference coming into the game. Beat them at Nevada on senior night. The Mountain West has definitely got San Diego State, Boise State, 
definitely one out of Utah State and Nevada, but probably one. not both. So that's going to be interesting in the West from the late night Saturday results. We will see tournament-wise what with the matchups are in that conference tournament. Steve Alford at Nevada. They've got some pedigree. They've got some name recognition, some tournament history. Obviously with Musselman, Alford's had some tournament success as well. I think as long as they can maybe at least get to the semi, I don't know how many, I don't know if they'll, will they have a bye in that tournament or will they have to play that quarterfinal? The top, the top two teams, I believe, get the bye. And so we got to see Nevada probably win a yeah, game on the neutral least, floor yeah, at least in one, Las Vegas. Maybe, maybe two. You don't, have, probably, you don't have to win the tournament, but at least get to the semifinals. And probably if you get to the finals, you're probably comfortably in. And maybe, maybe uh, Utah State plays Nevada at some point in that semifinal. Hey, give me a quick thought on a couple of these, and then we're going to get out of here on college basketball coast-to-coast. Coast. Again, we're doing this from Charlotte after the Big South Tournament championship win by UNC Asheville here on Sunday afternoon. Championship week now in full swing. Purdue won on Sunday yep. over Illinois to win the Big Ten regular season, 76-71. Uh, Purdue, a year ago again, they were a Sweet 16 team. They lost to the 15-seed St. Peter's. What about, I mean, what did they learn from that? They are the Big Ten champs. Give me a thought on Purdue. Purdue depends on the draw. If they get a decent draw where they don't play an ultra-quick team, ultra-athletic team, they got a great shot with Edie in the middle. They've been a top six or seven team all year long, so you got to give them credit for that. They've won a very challenging Big Ten. But, again, if you get them in a bad matchup, they don't like pressure. The guards do not like pressure. So, again, depending on the matchup, if you get them matched up with a, with a mid-major type of team in that second round potentially, could they go to the, could they lose in the second round? Sure. They're all, all the top teams are flawed. There's not a dominant team, whether it's a one or two seed, that you're going to say, yep, they're going to the Final Four. All these teams are flawed. Depends on the draw. I saved this because I didn't really want to talk about it. But here we go. My Memphis Tigers beaten on a last-second shot by Houston Sunday afternoon. Jamal Shedd hit the winning shot to win the game 67-65. Houston's final year in the American Conference. They finished 17-1. They're the number one seed in Fort Worth. Uh, again, they're going to be a number one seed in this NCAA tournament. The Final Four is in Houston. Veteran team again. Here we go back to that, like you were talking about with UCLA. Uh, experienced coach, uh, and again, a gut punch for Memphis. Yep. I don't think that keeps them out. It certainly would have helped to win the game. They were tied late, and Shed hit the shot at the buzzer to win the game and keep it from going to overtime. Houston sweeps Memphis. Houston likely a number one seed and dangerous team. Guard play, veterans. Kelvin Sampson's a really good coach. Again, Houston... Say what you want. They don't. They don't. Maybe you look at that conference. You say, man, that's not the greatest competition they're having to play. But they win game after game after game. They've won games scoring a bunch of points, and they've won games defending like they did today against Memphis. Dangerous, dangerous team, no doubt and about it. And that was an electric atmosphere yep. uh, in the FedEx Forum, and Houston handled that. And now you got to go on neutral floors. Uh, Fort Worth is where the American Conference tournament is, and Memphis may may do themselves a favor by winning another game or yes. two in the conference tournament and make the final impression on the selection committee. I can't believe that, I mean, they've got 24 wins right now. They've beaten Texas A&M out of the conference. They've beaten Auburn out of the conference. They played a tough schedule. They played Alabama at Alabama. They played Seton Hall on a neutral floor. They beat Vanderbilt all the way back on a, on a, on a road game in the first game of the season. So give credit where it's due. And... Um, We'll see if Memphis uh, has enough to get in. We do know this. We already had an automatic bid here. Uh, we mentioned in the Ohio Valley Conference Tournament that uh, Southeast Missouri State has gotten in. 
Uh, likewise, here uh, by the same token in the uh, – that was in the Ohio Valley Conference. In the Missouri Valley Conference, Drake has bombed Bradley to win the Arch Madness in St. Louis. So Drake is in on the automatic bid in uh, in that game. How so, about the Big 12? Any one of eight or nine wow. teams you could make an argument could win that conference Texas tournament. beats Kansas on Saturday night. Iowa State goes to Baylor and wins. Kansas State looks dangerous. Oklahoma's I mean, beaten four ranked teams. Good gracious. Texas Tech has had some wins. I mean, you could make West an argument. West Virginia yeah. wins yesterday. Big 12 tournament in Kansas City Wild. will be a lot of fun. Later this week. Listen, partner, I had a blast with you in Charlotte. Promise me we get to do this again probably later in the week. Don't fire me. Selection Sunday. No, no. Later okay. in the week, okay. Selection Sunday. We've got so much to cover right. for Championship Week, Selection Sunday Night Show. I love it. Great stuff here where UNC Asheville, again, is the story in Charlotte. Absolutely. A great job by the Big South hosting us in this tournament, welcoming us in the beautiful little city of Charlotte, nice little arena. We had a nice crowd, and we had even the best part of it, we had a great game. Well, we did, and, and UNC Asheville beats Campbell 77-73 at the game that Jason and I covered. We gave you a little taste of everything else going on in college basketball. Jason, great job, and again, I will be back with you on the TuneIn channel, live college basketball coast-to-coast, -coast, coming on Tuesday night from the Horizon League in Indianapolis. Again, that is semifinals Monday night. You may already know those results if you keep listening here on the channel and the coverage. But that is Cleveland State, Youngstown State, uh, Northern Kentucky. Those are the top teams in that conference. We'll see who plays in the title game for an automatic bid Tuesday night in Indianapolis. Now for Jason Powers, I'm TJ Reeves. Thank you for being with us on this latest edition of College Basketball Coast to Coast.